Well, well, well. We're back. Better than ever. And we got a great episode today. It gets a little uh, a little dicey, a little heated. And we start talking Ryan Tannehill and kind of the future of the Titans. Um, we hope you enjoy this podcast. And without further ado, we got Eric Church. Hello, I'm Johnny Cash. I hear the train a coming, it's rolling around a bend, and I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when. I'm stuck in Folsom Prison, and time keeps dragging on. All right, here we go. Primetime Titans, guys of PTT, I'm JG. I'm Pettit. I'm Robert. And uh, it's been a while. We're back, baby. We're back. The boys are back. Hey, just back in town. just when y'all th- were a little worried about us becoming a statistic and giving up after some episodes, <laughs> we snuck back in. Here the game. we are, here we are, and we're coming to you with what we think is going to be a really fun episode. And some people are saying the best pod yet in the world. I've been wow. saying it. I, yeah, I would say I have heard that. <laughs> now I can't source it. I can't say where I've heard it. But we don't have to it. cite our sources here. That's part of our... That's, yeah, yeah. Anonymous source. Right. Uh, someone I know close to the ground, boots on the ground, yep. said it. So, with that, it is July... What is it? July 14th? 14th. Today, Correct. as we're recording, which means I know everyone hears it. It's the off-season. It's list time. It's the day of sevens. Seven fourteen twenty one. Oh, Wow. Here, a little uh, <laughs> nugget of information for you cats at home. One wow. touchdown, two touchdowns, three touchdowns. <laughs> Did you look at that? Absolutely. Come on. So with that, um, we actually wanted to talk about uh, something with those lists. Uh, Jeremy Fowler from ESPN, he started doing this. I don't know how long ago he started doing this, but he basically asks uh, executives around the league, maybe even like coaches around the league too, and he basically does a poll of who they think the best players at each position, uh, the top 10 players at each position, and what they are. And based on the results, he will say basically, you know, what the actual top 10 list is. So we actually, um, he this year. He aggregates the list, right? He like averages it I, all out. I think so, yeah. And he'll, he'll mention like, you know, the highest someone was rated and then the lowest someone was rated. And I'll give an example of that. But going into the 2021 season, Titans have some players on that list. Most we've ever had, right? Uh, I don't – I would think maybe since, because Jeremy Fowler the, just started doing it, I since think. Since the merger. <laughs> since the merger. Um, so with that, I'm going to go down the list of the Titans that are on that list. So, so this is top ten – at their position in the entire league, right? Yes. Running back, no surprise, Derrick Henry, number one. The king. The king. The king. Crown him. Everyone was talking. Dalvin Cook, Christian McCaffrey, who's going to be the best, blah, blah. Derrick Henry, number one. Quick question. Would you take him number one running back overall in fantasy this year? No. No. All right. Christian McCaffrey. For those listening in my fantasy league, spoiler alert. Um, then... At wide receiver, 10 players out of all the wide receivers, we got two. Ooh. And for those that were listening. Corey Davis. <laughs> Khalif Raymond. It's a good one. For those that were listening, 
last episode, you all know, and if you have not figured out yet, uh, then, you know. Whatever. Wake up. Get your head out. Then, the then maybe keep listening to Primetime Titans, and you'll be a little more informed. Julio Jones. The Who, best, Julio Jones. The best wide receiver tandem in the NFL. Oh, yeah. So Julio Jones, number five, and then A.J. Brown, number 10. Now, I would have thought those might have been switched based on the age. Anybody else? I think Julio still like is widely regarded as, you know, I mean, clearly is widely regarded as a top In fact, five. Jalen Ramsey, as the he's widely regarded as the fifth best. Jalen Ramsey, I think, just came out and said Julio Jones was it's like the third. He's top three he's hardest three. guy he's ever guarded. Yeah, he said he said right now in the NFL the top the best receivers to guard DeAndre Hopkins, Odell Beckham, and Julio Jones. Jalen Ramsey said that. Um, I didn't say it. Jalen Ramsey did. Um, <laughs> then we got at uh, offensive tackles. Taylor Lewan is. Wait, did I say A.J. Brown? I did not say yeah. A.J. Brown yet. Number 10. Yeah, I did. Okay, sorry. I'm being all jumbled. Taylor Lewan, seventh best tackle in the NFL. Which, coming off an ACL injury. Coming off an ACL, big time. I'd, I'd say, I mean, he's a stud. Do you think they were saying he's the seventh best tackle with a torn ACL? <laughs> sure, That's not. pretty good. So with a healthy ACL, that's, I that's mean, pretty he's got to be good. shooting up the charts. That's pretty dang good. Uh, and then... Interior offensive linemen, they did a ranking of the top ten of that. So, I guess centers and guards. Um, Roger Saffel was number eight. Beast. Absolute beast. The Harley, so, that's the, Harley the number himself. eight and number seven on the left side of the ball for us. Run left, which baby. Which is great. He's our, Roger Saffold's our left guard. And then uh, Kevin Byard, the seventh best safety. Interesting. And then, well, yeah, interesting Especially based on the year season. last year. Yeah. Just a lot of respect for him in the league, I guess. Definitely. And then Jeffrey Simmons, interior defensive lineman, this number was six. Number six. There was a quote in this article, I believe, that said he's the closest thing to Aaron Donald. Which Big time, is baby. insane. Let's see it. But y'all listening, you might think, wait, there's a there's a position you're leaving out. And that's well, there are multiple positions you're leaving out, but one notable one, that's quarterback. Most and important before, position on the team. Before we talk about where the Titans quarterback is ranked on the list or not list, listed on the top ten, Pettit is going to give a little bit um, of history and a little bit of background of our quarterback, Ryan Tannehill. One quick thing to go back on all that. One guy that was missing on that list was Bud Dupree. Kind of surprising there. He was. Kind of he did receive some votes, but he was left off. Oh, good to know. Okay, so to give a little background story to our beloved quarterback, Ryan Tannehill, that we all love so dearly. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, <laughs> <laughs> he was born in, uh, we're just going to give a little context on it, kind of give you some background so you guys understand a little bit more about him. He was born in uh, Big Spring, Texas. He played football, basketball, and ran track. And as a sophomore, he was actually a defensive back. Junior year, he was quarterback, didn't have that great of a season. Senior year, balled out, went to the playoffs. Did not win a state championship. Ooh, couldn't he even win there. was second team <laughs> district honors, doesn't really matter. He basically was a great track and field athlete, actually. He got third in the triple jump and second in 300-meter hurdles in the state. He finished as a three-star quarterback coming out of college. He turned down offers from the University of Houston, TCU, Tulsa, and UTEP and decided to go to Texas A&M where he redshirted. And after his redshirt season, 
he actually transitioned to wide receiver. He actually set records as a wide receiver for like college records, not or uh, the university records, A and M records, A yeah. and M records, and was a great wide receiver. And he was actually wide receiver for three seasons. He split a little bit of time at wide receiver his junior year, redshirt junior year. And so he wasn't even quarterback. He wasn't even quarterback. Career. Majority of his career. Okay. And finally, senior year, he became the starting quarterback and started all 13 games, including the bowl game, where he was team captain, threw for a bunch of yards, completed a bunch of passes, and was actually drafted eighth overall based on his senior season alone. I mean, I think that speaks to volumes for how great of an athlete he is. Drafted by the? He was drafted by the Dolphins. And after he was drafted by the Dolphins, he essentially... After eight miserable years with Adam Gase. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is, his rookie year, he did not do so hot. Got injured a lot. I'll give you, I'll give you a little bit of Miami Which, Dolphins stats. Funny Don't you to worry. say that he got injured a lot. He was actually the second... He, besides Dan Marino... Dan Marino he started the most as a Dolphins quarterback consecutively. So that's actually... Shows you how bad the Dolphins it, quarterbacks are. It does show how bad <laughs> the Dolphins quarterbacks are, but... Easy. Shows that he was healthy enough. Um, but with all that said, year after year, he eventually he improved significantly. Even His sophomore season at the Dolphins, he became a much better quarterback. Um, slowly got hurt. He tore his ACL. Um, I think it was 2017. 2017. 2017 season. He suffered, yeah, left leg injury and, yeah, ACL. And then he got traded to the Titans where basically the Dolphins paid for him to play for the Titans. Where week seven, he took over Mariota and took the Titans to the playoffs and won two playoff games. And here we are now. And he's a phenomenal quarterback and very beloved. But according, like I said, I was going to mention where he was on the list or not on the list. Out of the top 10 quarterbacks, based on the executives that Jeremy Fowler's list, he was not a top 10 quarterback. He did receive votes, so maybe one person said he's number eight, whatever, I don't know. But he was not a top 10 quarterback. So, And who are the guys that are debatably higher than him on the list? I think some of the guys that people are a little, you know, I guess they're wondering. Uh, Matthew Stafford was high, Justin Herbert, Kyler Murray. But, I mean, I don't know. I Justin Herbert is just one year. Kyler Murray, a couple years. Who knows? But Ryan Tannehill's not on it. He's not a top-ten quarterback. And that leads us to an interesting topic and something that was actually introduced last episode by our very own Robert Brown. And uh, I will let him talk about, kind of recap what he said, and I will let him expand more, and we're just going to hop right into it. We're just going to get into it, and we're going to talk about you know what Robert introduced at the end of the Julio Jones uh, traded to the Titans episode, and uh, I think it's going to be awesome, and it might get a little heated. Who knows? <laughs> well, it's gotten heated already tonight in this pre-debate, pre-podcast discussion, so we'll see how it goes while we're recording. Uh, but first, I'll say I think the list is accurate. Um, depends if you have Deshaun Watson in it or not, mm-hmm. and... What do you think of Kyler Murray in terms of his kind of new and unique style in the NFL? You could, I could see Tannehill being behind both of those guys if they're playing really well, certainly Deshaun Watson. 
I don't hate Stafford being higher than Tannehill. I'm fine with Sta- that, too. Stafford's got an incredible talent. He's been on a really, really bad team many years in a row. The one I would maybe have a question mark with is Justin Herbert. Um, if I'm building a team this season to compete for a Super Bowl, I would personally pick Tannehill over Herbert. But, um, you know, Herbert, long-term, the quarterback for the Chargers in his second year, I'm probably taking him overall in terms of the better asset. Um, but let me first come out and say that, that that I don't want this to turn into an anti-Tannehill thing. I'm not, I'm not anti-Tannehill. Um, tremendous, tremendous value in terms of what he brings to the organization and what he brings to the Titans. I've got him right at number 10 in terms of best quarterbacks in the NFL. When I do my list, I've got him right at number 10. And what I said last pod that got everybody worked up and that we're going to have a kind of a roundtable discussion on is that this season coming up is a referendum on Ryan Tannehill. And what I mean by that is he has the best team that the Titans have ever had in my lifetime around him. You've got the best wide receiver duo in the NFL, the number five and number 10 wide receiver in the entire league, according to the execs. You've got an elite offensive line where you've got one of the best left tackles, best left guards, very good uh, offensive line for the rest of the group, and the number one running back in the NFL. And I I personally, you know, I'm going to say the defense is going to be much improved. I, I would put us right at average or below average. Um, certainly with some of the additions we made in the offseason. But really back to the larger point here. Ryan Tannehill has done a really good job. He compliments Derrick Henry really, really well. But the reason I say if we don't make it to the AFC Championship game, then I think we should move on from Ryan Tannehill is because I don't personally believe that Tannehill is an elite passer. All right? The numbers may reflect that. The stats may reflect that. And he, he's had some great numbers. He's had some great stats. But when you look at the product on the field and you see what the offense is designed to do, it's designed to hand the ball off to Derrick Henry and, and make eight guys stay in the box first. We want to run the ball, and then we want to throw the ball. We want, to, we want the run to set up the pass. With the elite quarterbacks in the NFL who are week in and week out putting their team on their back, you don't have as many times or as many games where the running game sets that has to set them up. They can dominate whether they have a great running back or not. It certainly makes you a better team, and that 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 is what I would prefer to have T- Derrick Henry and Tannehill in the backfield together because I think it makes our offense very dynamic and very hard to stop. But when you are in crunch time, right? We're watching the NBA playoffs right now. And the stars are defined by how they perform in the postseason. You can be one of the best players of all time, like Charles Barkley, but nobody ever lists him in the top 10, 15, 20 players of all time because he never won a championship. That's what you're defined by, right? Tom Brady, best quarterback of all time, best NFL player of all time, seven Super Bowls. Ryan Tannehill has to prove that he can win the big game. He has to prove that he can step up in crunch time. He has to prove that he can lead our team when it matters most, when the lights are the brightest. And last year against the Ravens, I'm going to say it, he choked. He really, really choked. The the Ravens put eight guys in the box, sometimes nine. They had a really good run defense, and they shut down Derrick Henry, and they dared us to throw the ball over the top to A.J. Brown and Corey Davis. We did it a couple times in the first half. We went out to a 10-0 lead, but then they shut him down. He couldn't deliver throughout the, throughout the second half, and, and, and Lamar Jackson outperformed him 
and I think Tannehill is a better quarterback or a better passer than Lamar Jackson. Um, so I'm just saying I need I need the Ryan Tannehill against the Chiefs in the regular season to show up 2019 in 2019 to yeah. show up in the playoffs. I need the magic man who gets the city and the lightning in a bottle and leads the team. I need that guy to show up in the playoffs this year. And you know what? If he doesn't, all right, we have an aging superstar wide receiver in Julio Jones. We have Roger Saffold is, is coming to the end of his career. Derrick Henry, how many more times can you give him the ball 350, 400 yards or times a season, right, and expect him to be the best running back with all the, the hits that he's taken? I get that he's a monster, but how many more years of elite Derrick Henry do you have? Two tops? So next year, if Tannehill doesn't do it, if we don't go to the, at least the AFC Championship game, then you've got one more year in this window where I think you have to take a swing for the fences. And then we can get into all this argument about, you know, what what is Tannehill as a quarterback? Is top 10 legitimate? Should he be outside the top 10, inside the top 10? I'm not even arguing that. I'm saying at face value in this league, we're not here to just make the playoffs. We're now here. We got these expectations where we have built something special. We're one of the top three teams in the NFL. In the AFC, in my opinion, with the, with the Chiefs, and then I would say we're right there with the Bills as 2A and 2B. So, hey, this is time. This is our season. This is the time where Tannehill shows he is the guy to take us to the promised land. He has to take the next step. He's got to get better, right? He has got to get better. He can't be the same player he was last year. He has got to get better, especially when it matters the most. All right. I'll You're saying got to be better in the playoffs. Got to be better in the playoffs, yeah. Like, you liked his regular season. Sure, I mean, who doesn't like the number one offense and the number two offense in the NFL? He he, he was otherworldly in some games, yeah. right? I mean, again, I'll say it. I, I think he benefits tremendously from Derrick Henry. I'm not sold on the fact that Tannehill is a superstar quarterback in his own right, but I think he's a system guy who is in a great situation and knows how to run our offense and has ta- – like, he – he has taken us to he has done he has done the be, like the best that i could possibly expect in the regular season he has delivered right and i think the defense is a big issue and why we weren't you know we didn't haven't won more more games over the last two years in the regular season but i don't think you can argue that the defense is the problem in the playoffs the last two years i, I really don't i think when you watch the game the defense really really stepped up last year against the ravens and multiple times in the third and fourth quarter, we had opportunities to go up and take a lead. And Tannehill missed open guys. He, he threw interceptions. He threw screen passes right into the hands of defensive players. And look, again, it's not an anti-Tannehill thing. I'm not sitting here saying, I, I hate Tannehill. We should get rid of him and go get a, get a rookie quarterback. I'm just saying, and I don't think you can disagree with me that he's not a Super Bowl winning quarterback yet because he hasn't done it, right? I mean, we can have our opinions on what he's going to do, but he hasn't done it yet. So I'm saying, hey, man, this is your season. Show it to me. And if you don't do it, let's go try and get somebody else who can. So you said basically we have a superstar offense this year. Without Ryan Tannehill, do you think all of those guys are still top 10 players? That's a really – I mean, who's my quarterback? I mean, I mean, I Marcus Mariota. I, I think. I think when no, you no, if with okay. Julio, yeah, but I with think Marcus Mariota back there. No, I don't think. I think maybe Taylor Lewan or Roger Saffold, but I think if according to the list, what Tannehill's roughly twelfth in the league. 
I don't know exactly what the list Roughly, was. Roughly, he's, he's 12. 12. So I think there's a pretty significant drop-off from 12 down. And I would say if you pick any quarterback below 12, do you think all of those guys are still top 10? Well, you tricked me a little bit about that question because Mariota isn't even in the top 35. Well, I was just saying, like, if we kept Mariota as the quarterback, like, I guess. Okay, so give me an like example. Like, Jared if I put Goff. Joe Burrow in there. You have a Jared Goff. Yeah, I think Jared Goff. You think Goff, all of them are still top 10? Baker Mayfield. I mean, I, I see Baker Mayfield. Yeah. So what's your point in That's, doing this? I, like, I, you want me to just hypothetically say what I think would happen? With I these think with other Ryan guys? Tannehill, I think especially Roger Saffold and Taylor Juan benefit from Tannehill. I think AJ Brown benefits from totally Tannehill. Totally agreed. So I think those three players right off the bat agreed might could arguably not be top ten players based on the system that they're in. Totally agree. And you saw what happened when we brought in Tannehill in Week Seven in 2018 and, and sat Mariota down. That's that's again. We went from we went from a guy who was literally a backup level quarterback to Ryan Tannehill, top ten quarterback in the NFL, like number ten. I got to give the guy kudos for that. I, I I love what he's done and how how well he has delivered for our team. Yeah, I'm just saying. I think an elite player in my mind makes other players elite, and I think Ryan Tannehill has so far done that. Has he won the Super Bowl? No, but I think if you're making other players around you elite you're going to win you're you're or at least you're gonna be knocking on the door and that's all you can ask for is to be competitive and do your like make that super bowl dynasty kansas city chiefs team like literally put them on their heels and so i you're think the titans like a, are that team that we're consistently putting them on their heels and an example of that would be like what was josh allen before stefan diggs i guess elite like stefan diggs elite making josh allen elite all that kind of stuff i I see what you're saying. I definitely, I would agree for sure. Um, I definitely, I feel like I have a lot, I have a lot I would want to say, and I honestly don't know where to start. Just fire it off, baby. But Shoot from the here's my thing. When you, I didn't, I don't even think that we talked about what you said. We kind of talked about it, but what you said at the end of the episode, like, was the first time we had heard that actual statement. Yeah. That if we don't make the AFC Championship, then we should move on from Tannehill. And that's really the crux of the argument. That is here the yeah. For you guys, it's and like you don't you think Tannehill should get more chances to, sh- to, to you don't think we should move on from Tannehill? So yeah, and here's one thing that Hi- is, and I don't either this year. I'm just saying this one is thing a that's definitely not as fair to you because literally I I think like the next day or something after you said that we restructured his contract to where a lot of guaranteed money moved to next year. Yeah, so we're so, not. There's two different. We're not going to move on from him. I'm just saying what I think we. Well, I mean, should I, do I guess if this, this, and this happen, the only way the way we would move on truly would be he still is a Titan, but we draft a quarterback and he comes in and takes over, which I think or, we should do next year anyway. I would. I'm. I'm not opposed to that, but or we trade him to another team, and the other team maybe we pay some of the guaranteed salary, and then they pay half of it, or just something like that, like. Something could happen. Salary cap could go right. up, and we're fine with paying it. Whatever. My thing is, so first off. Let me off, jump in here real okay. quick. Why don't we start this off on your response as, is Tannehill an elite passer, yes or no? I mean, when you're comp- – when I elite is like top three, top five. Agreed. And elite passer, he's not going to make the in, – in today's NFL, elite passer means – you put on the tape of Zach Wilson's pro day 
and you or whoever it was, Justin, it was Zach Wilson. Yeah. And you roll him out to his offhand and he throws across his body and it's a wild, wildly yeah. insane. Throw. I don't think Tannehill's like, making that throw. No, but and to me, I don't think that there's only like five quarterbacks or even three or four that can actually right. do that in a game. I mean, Sam Darnold did it in a game. Is he an elite passer? That in terms of that, I don't want. Well, I, I don't think we that. should define elite passer. Yeah. We shouldn't define elite passer based on film of a of a. Well, a I'm just saying, like that's what day. that's what people look at now. Like, and I don't Mahomes, think you're saying Zach Wilson's an elite. No, no, I'm not. I'm just saying like those type of passes. Like Aaron Rodgers makes those passes in games that we have seen in NFL games, not on air. So who's in your who's in your echelon elite, of elite, elite passers? Elite quarterbacks. Elite quarterbacks. I have actually Patrick Mahomes. Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Tom Brady. Okay, so then, and Deshaun Watson. If he's so, playing. where do you have Tannehill? I would have Tannehill. He's in my top ten. I I probably would agree Stafford is ahead of him. I would agree that Kyler, Kyler Murray. I, think I don't Kyler's know. An interesting argument because he, is, he had he went through a little slump last year too. But yeah, and so I don't know. And he got hurt. He's tiny. Like I don't. I would take. <laughs> I would take Tannehill over. Shout I, out like, to maybe Dak way. Prescott. Should we give a little shout out to Andrew McCain on? <laughs> Shout out Andrew McCain, Arizona Cardinals. Week one, we'll see you later. I would Dry personally, heat. if I'm, and this is how I do it just for this season, like if I'm putting together a team just for season, the 2021 2022 season, who do I want as my quarterback? I would take Kyler Murray over Ryan Tano. Okay. I don't know. Hey. Like in our offense, it'd be insane. Like I would take Lamar Jackson. Right. Me too. Ten- I don't know, actually. I wouldn't take just Deshaun Watson. Insane. We can take Deshaun Watson out of it because we don't even know if he's going to play. Yeah. So well, so here's here was my thing, and I actually ha- do have a point. Like on that, I said, like I I see what you're saying, but also, what is a realistic? I guess the only realistic thing is it, to me is three three guys realistically would be Deshaun Watson if he plays trade it but that would be a trade within the division. The Texans don't want to do that, so maybe not even that. Two two realistic ones. Oh, it's, it's Aaron un- Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers being upset that much and him being traded. He like plays with the Packers this year, whatever. They trade him after next year. Or Russell Wilson stays upset and they trade him. Those are the two, only two realistic. And I don't even think they are necessarily like that realistic. I guess just for the sake of the argument, those are the two, only two ones. Like yeah. even Tom Brady, if Tom Brady came to the Titans last year in the offseason, which he said something that was very interesting. I don't know if it was about Tannehill or not. But – I don't think he would have done what he did at Tampa Bay because of our defense. And that's another thing. I'm not going to necessarily get into that yet. Go for it. Get into it. Okay, get into that. All right, so let me ask you something. (laughs) Obviously, this is is going to be a defensive question. What do these teams have in common? The 2012 Ravens, the 2013 Seahawks, 2014 Patriots, 2015 Broncos, 16 16 Patriots, 17 Eagles, 18 Patriots, 19 Chiefs, 20 Bucks. You say the Broncos? I literally them? have zero idea. Something about their Super defense. Bowl, <laughs> Super Bowl winning teams. The uh, last they won ever, the Super Bowl. ever since the that. 2012 season, each Super Bowl winning team has had a top ten scoring defense in the NFL. Wow! Scoring. Every single year since the 2012 season, the Ravens ninth, Seahawks first, Patriots seventh, Broncos fourth, Patriots first, Eagles fourth, Patriots sixth, Chiefs when they won squeaked in with tenth. And Buccaneers seventh, but again, I'm not saying we well, have to win I, the Super Bowl. You want to you want to hear what the Titans' scoring defense was last year? I do. We were 24th. Okay. Okay. 24th. Now, 
we were eleventh the year we made it to the AFC Championship. Okay. Um, also, fun fact: that year when we made it to the AFC Championship, we played three of the top ten scoring defensive teams. Patriots were first, Ravens were third, and the Chiefs were tenth. That year we went to the AFC Championship. Wow. Just throwing that out there. And Derrick Henry did and what he did. The 49ers defense, if he would have made And the, the 49ers defense was incredible. I don't know what they were. I think they were definitely top 10, though. Definitely. Here's the thing I'm trying to say is that you are saying that Ryan Tannehill, if we don't make it to the AFC Championship this year, then we need to move on from him. What I'm saying is, out of that statement, I feel like if you had said, if you had said our defense was top 10 in scoring defense and we didn't make it to the AFC Championship – that's when I would start to maybe agree with you. Even that is a little ridiculous to me. Not ridiculous, but a little too much for me. I'm not trying to say it's ridiculous. Well, the original one I didn't like. I didn't, maybe I thought it was a little ridiculous <laughs> because my thing is like we, our defense am, was okay. such a question mark. And, Historically and bad I don't defense. Can I jump that, in and defend myself a little bit on that? Yes. I am assuming that we are closer to the – 11th ranked scoring defense Fair. like okay. we were in 2019 then the disaster and frankly one of the most uh, didn't we have the worst third down defense in the history of the I NFL at one point last year if it wasn't the I worst so. it was like second or third and, worst. and from what we were reading at the time third down defense is kind of more of a crapshoot anyway where it's it can be very sporadic from week to week it doesn't so you're saying that, that so, didn't mean as much or what are you saying I'm just saying I'm expecting a regression back you're saying to the we mean. could still I'm saying yeah. we're probably somewhere between 24 and 11 yeah okay so like let's put us at 16 or 17 of the scoring rank defense we make it to the playoffs I'm going to have high expectations with Julio Jones AJ Brown and Derrick Henry as my skill positions yeah. to go to make a deep playoff run so that was, yeah. And I, so the defense, like, I, I think that's it's fair that you were thinking that we will be better. I just think that the defense still is an issue, and it it's still an is a question right. mark going into it's the year. I don't, we haven't even mark. made big enough moves to think that our defense will improve that, like, go from to 11. Right? Like, I mean, what Bud Dupree. You, okay, and so we get Jayon Brown back. You think Jeffrey James. Simmons is going to be better. We had discussed, and one of the things that you said – because of the value of the quarterback position, you said the quarterback position is now the biggest question mark going into the year. It's the biggest question mark going into the year, and I, definitely the entire defense is see, number I, two. I, well, I don't <laughs> agree that quarterback is the biggest question mark because we have seen Ryan Tannehill answer those questions except for the AFC Championship game against the, most the Chiefs. Consistently, I know, I get that. But like throughout the year, and I just want to touch on, too, it's been two years for the Titans. I just want to read you some quarterbacks for the Titans since Steve McNair. Okay. Vince Young, Kerry Collins. These are quarterbacks that started games. Chris Sims, Rusty Smith, Rusty. Matt Hasselbeck, Jake Locker, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Zach Mettenberger, Charlie Whitehurst, Marcus Mariota, Matt Castle, Blaine Gabbert. Is Billy Volk not in there? That's, that was Steve McNair. I said after Steve McNair. With that... I'm in a point where I've dealt with those quarterbacks since Steve McNair. Vince Young was amazing his rookie year and spurts as well. Kerry Collins, we had a great year with him, whatever. I'm clinging to Ryan Tannehill right now because of those quarterbacks. I don't want to try and take a flyer on another guy unless it's someone, like I said, Aaron Rodgers or Russ Wilson. So that as well, Ryan Tannehill, another thing that I want to get to. What, can I respond to that? Yes. All right, I think that, is 
the larger underlying issue with Titans fans. You think I'm being biased because I've dealt with that and I'm not. We are so conditioned to trotting out a 25 to 30 second ranked quarterback in the NFL out on the field, right? We're conditioned to seeing a backup level quarterback in Marcus Mariota throw the ball into the dirt on a flat route because he, he can't hit Delaney Walker who's wide open for a two-yard gain. Our standard since Steve McNair and Kerry Collins had a great he had a great run there too. So we'll we'll, we'll give Kerry Collins some credit. Um, but other than that, we 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 are afraid to criticize Tannehill and call him what it what he is, which is an above average quarterback, not elite passer. But he but but my question is not can Tannehill take us to the playoffs. My question is not can Tannehill get the most out of this offense. My question is not, is Tannehill a heck of a lot better than everybody you just mentioned? Yeah. I would even put him even still, I mean, in the Titans era, you know, I would say Steve McNair is definitely number one, but I would potentially put Tannehill as number two in all-time Titans quarterbacks already after two years because of the last two seasons. Yeah. The question is, and we don't know what that looks like. As in our, we, we really don't know what that looks like. Steve McNair was great, but was he like – I mean, he had a lot of intangibles, but he wasn't an elite quarterback in the NFL. Maybe one, maybe 1999, that, that in 2003, that MVP year. Um, but I don't think we really know what that looks like, and so we're afraid to criticize him because we don't want to lose him. I think the thing about Tannehill, and I think it, it shows, obviously, show, naming all those quarterbacks shows how hard it is to find a really great quarterback. Even That's kind of what I was trying to get to. It's very, very hard. Question. How many interceptions do you think Tannehill has thrown last year and the year before? He threw seven last year. Yeah. He threw seven last year and what, three the year before or something? Six. So okay. 13 interceptions in two years. So. Now, I And do, I, he has between that 55 touchdowns. Again, that, dude, just, there's just, consistency is something that is being overlooked, I feel like, by you. I, okay, been, I, look, can I, I see, consistent. I know what you're going to say. Whether, like, if, He's been, okay, arguably elite, above average, wherever you want to put him, he's been incredibly consistent, and he answered all the criticism that he wasn't even going to be good last year. I remember and he remained I, just as good as he was the year before. I remember when it was before the season that he took over, when we like traded for him and we got him, I was joking with my boss, Rob, that I was like, Watch us just like randomly. Ryan Tannehill comes in and just kills it, and like it'd be hilarious. Yeah, and completely I, joking. I also and think he's coming. It's been great. I think Tannehill's career, even if like I read in his A and M stats, he was a yeah. wide receiver, okay, and he, I will, all that, he has gotten better throughout his career every single year. So, a couple things. I think that another one of the things that I had an issue with what you were saying is that we haven't seen enough of him in those types of moments and those types of games to where I'm ready to just and he's won enough it. of them to and argue even, that he's so done I'm going well. I'm going to read you the the some of the quarterbacks that have won Super Bowls and what in what year of their career they won Nick Foles won it his 6th year with the Eagles like if Nick Foles can freaking put it together and win a Degum Super Bowl that came together it was awesome Tannehill is capable of that and I know you're not you're not trying to argue against that uh, Matt Ryan made it in his ninth year. He didn't win it, obviously. Joe Flacco won in his fifth year. But notable guys 
that I want to bring up. Drew Brees, it took him eight, it, it was his eighth year that he won his first Super Bowl. Multiple years of the Chargers, people were questioning him, thinking that his shoulder was never going to recover, and the Saints took a flyer on him, took a bet on him, and got him, and he won it in his eighth year. Um, Peyton Manning, his ninth year. If you're not counting 2017, because of that was the year he tore his ACL, what year is Tannehill going into? Nine. His ninth year. If you count that year, it's right, his tenth dude, year. Okay, so what I'm saying, not- no, but what I'm saying is, Robert, <laughs> what I'm getting to is that some of these guys, it took them multiple years. How can you say with the Titans right away, like if we don't make the AFC Championship, got to move on? What, here's, Peyton Manning? Here's what, what how I do can it? do it. Because I watched the games, and in the eight or the nine years that I've watched Ryan Tannehill play football, never once have you I thought— You can't tell me you were watching him at the Dolphins. I did no watch. Way. I watched games when he was with the doll. I definitely, but that's besides the point. That's the larger point is this, and I don't think either one of you would say this. Have you ever watched Ryan Tannehill and thought, "Hmm, that reminds me of Peyton Manning, the arguably second greatest quarterback of all time"? I mean, not necessarily that. I'm just saying that some of these guys, like it took later in their career, like Peyton totally. Manning was great for the start, but someone like Drew Brees is an example of like again. Have you ever watched Brian Tannehill and thought, hmm, that guy reminds me of Drew Brees? Drew Brees was never anything super special in terms of... Drew Brees won multiple Super Bowls and had multiple MVPs and set the career record for most touchdowns in a career. He played forever. That's what I'm saying. Tannehill could keep playing and be that good forever. I'm sorry. I'm not going to concede the point that Tannehill belongs in the same sentence as Peyton Manning and Drew Brees. After two years... I'm just just saying that it takes time. You'd have to give him seven more years. I'm saying it takes time. I would love to give Tannehill more time. I would love it if Derrick Henry never was going to become old and washed up. I would love it if Julio Jones had hamstrings that never... Went away. I'm just saying but it listen, takes time, and to say that after this next year is ridiculous. He's had two chances. He's 0 for 2. If he doesn't do it this year, he's 0 for 3. And I'm not sitting around well, so for the you, fourth no, you year said if that's gets, the last year of our Super Bowl window. You said get to the AFC Championship. It could so he's be another two. It could be another 25 to 30 years before we're ever in this window again. Like, well, why give a guy another chance after his third straight year of proving that he can't do it? What do you? Well, no, like that's. I just don't think that it was all going to come down to Ryan Tannehill. And each, I would say the Ravens game. It was the offense as a whole. Corey Davis was non-existent in the second half. He literally was hurt. He's non-existent. I know. He was so hurt. he wasn't there. So he what, didn't have it. What is what is zero and two? Zero and two and what? He's saying the last two years, but Tannehill has choked when it's mattered what? most. But wait, you wait, were wait. saying zero and two and what? In taking us in winning the Super Bowl and taking us to the promised land. But you, so you're I saying mean, the Titans are owing however long we've been an organization. Agreed. But the, my point is not that Tannehill hasn't done a ton for the Titans and in taking us to this point. My point is that in 2023, that is our last chance with this amazing team that we have constructed. And so, so I mean, you move on. I mean, let me ask you this question: If we don't have the offense who can win a Super Bowl next year. Who 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 would you change on the offense? I mean, a new right tackle. I, mean, I don't think he's going to be the. I don't think he's going to do it. We need Johnu back. You do okay, I mean, but no. like we we you can't you I, can't tell me that's this a is different not the question. Best that is that's a, very, a different that is question. A very different question, and also how, 
Like if we don't make the playoffs, then and Tannehill has sucked all year, and our offense wasn't to where it was last year, then yeah, I'm gonna be upset with him and probably look back on this and be like, wow, I was way too high on Tannehill. But your your thing is if we don't make it to the AFC championship, correct? Period. That is a high no standard. No other variables. It's a high standard. Where, where, you know what? We have He's a new it. offensive coordinator. We have a new defensive coordinator, technically, with but a, a very questionable defense. head coach that has a. Questionable defensive head how, coach. Okay, and a lot of turnover how on do our my, How do my, in my view, seemingly very fair criticisms of Tannehill turn into Vrabel's a questionable coach? I'm, I'm going like to turn to JG real quick. I would say a bigger variable in the Titans being good this year is the defense and Vrabel. And I mean, the defensive those are coordinator, two variables. The, the coaching, in the terms of the, the coaching decisions, like not going forward on fourth down. Or not the having Ravens. a defensive coordinator and then yes, basically I, hiring I get that. internally yeah. with one of the worst defensive of all, all The time. whole thing, like, that's the whole point. What you just said, how did your criticism of Tannehill turn into all these other variables? That's what we're saying. We're trying to say that you shouldn't be so critical of Tannehill because of all I'm of not even being that critical of Tannehill. I'm I, wait, what I have given the guy plenty to of kudos. me. You're being critical of him by saying if he is not one of the the last four quarterbacks of the season that we need to move on from him. Yeah, it's like yes. oh, he four be, out of thirty two. Yes. He could be the best with, quarterback with all other season. with all other freaking Listen, things that go into. I don't into. know what business you guys are in, but I'm in the championship business, and I see this window, and I see this is the first time in like literally since 2008, and that was a flash in the pan. That was a flash in the pan. The first time where we see a legitimate two-year window where I can confidently say we are Super Bowl contenders for the next two years. Do you disagree with that? I don't know if we're Super Bowl contenders because of our defense. Top, last last Super Bowl winners since 2012 have been top ten in scoring defense. And I actually so think I think Vrabel's a great coach, and I think they answered the defensive questions last offseason with and, Bud Dupree and with Danico Autry. I think that was what a about phenomenal pickup. Caleb Farley, Did Shane Elijah answer Molden. any questions I, for I you? Them. Honestly, yes. I, I, I'm not that concerned with who's calling plays on the defensive side of the football. I that, do think we need not, to simplify it. We don't need to make it so hard. That's kind of that's not. Some people have said that. That's not as concerning to me. I, I, listen, if the defense comes out and they are terrible, I'll be the first one to say I was wrong. Okay, but I'm going to go ahead. I'm, I'm assuming, and I think I I do believe in what they've done on the defensive side of the football. And because I believe in what they've done on the defensive side of the football, and Vrabel being a defensive coach. I now shift my focus to say, all right, this is the the this is a very small window. You've got an opportunity to win big. Make sure that the guy who is in charge, who is who is steering the ship, that guy's got to be the right guy. And in the NFL, it's the most important position, and it's not even close. So, my, if he's not the right guy, my then, question then, is, then why give him another chance? When you're when you're saying that Derrick Henry's window say is two years why are you saying that it has to be this year that we make the AFC championship you look at someone like because like you look after, at the Saints you you're telling me the Saints roster the last four or five years how did they not so that year because they didn't of how make, okay I'll tell you it's crazy circumstance here's why because of how our roster is constructed we are a run first downhill football team we are built around the run we're not built around Tannehill if we were built around Tannehill, if we had a pass-first offense where he could throw the ball five times in a row, I wouldn't be saying this. So, but, but Tannehill needs Derrick Henry to be successful. Period. 
and Derrick Henry's not going to be around much longer. Well, so here's my question. If you're saying we're a run-first offense, then if our offense isn't producing to a certain level, you're saying that then we need to get rid of our quarterback? Yes, because you can't upgrade anymore at running back. What if Derrick Henry falls off? Then it's, then, it's, then it's time to blow it all up, probably. I mean, you probably got to go get a go go draft a rookie and bring a guy in who can be an elite. How the heck are we going to find that diamond in a rough? Like Russell Wilson, a third round pick, like you said earlier. Like, yeah, how, I think the, I, finding the quarterbacks in this day and age is insane. I think you, we should be drafting a quarterback every single year until you have a top three or top five guy. I am. I fine. don't disagree with I don't disagree quarterback with every year. I don't disagree with that. But I, so let me let me wrap this up. All right. Don't hear what I'm not saying. All right, I'm not saying that Tannehill is a scrub. I'm not saying that he's not a, gr- a really, really good quarterback. But I'm saying, what if to win a Super Bowl, you need a great quarterback? And you can go trade Tannehill and two first-round picks for a disgruntled great quarterback like Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers. What if you could do that? After this season, I think Tannehill has completely earned that high expectation. He has shown us in the regular season how good he can be. So I'm not okay with him crapping the bed anymore in the playoffs. This is year three. You've got to do what you do in the regular season in the playoffs now. And if you don't do it the third year, why do I think you're going to do it again in the fourth year or the fifth year or the sixth year? You're going to be, we're going to keep being a Phillip Rivers where you're great in the regular season and terrible in the playoffs. And I'm in the, I'm in the championship business, all right? And so I just I rest my, I, I rest my case. I'm going to wrap this up with say I personally believe that Tannehill can deliver in the big moments, and I think he has delivered in the big moments. So I'm excited to see what he does this year and in the future with the Titans. My last thing is to say it's not fair to Tannehill to do that because of all the other things that ha- are present with the Titans. If, you're worried- if Tom Brady came to the Titans last year, we're not winning the Super Bowl just automatically like he did with the Bucks. Hey, it took a if good you're defense. Worried, if you're worried about fair, then don't sign up to be an NFL quarterback because you get all of the criticism what? when it goes bad and you get all of the credit when it goes good. It's not fair. It's, no, because you're saying it's when fair. it goes good, it's Derrick Henry. So you're, you're not giving Tannehill the credit. I have given Tannehill a good amount of credit on this podcast, and I will not let you slander me like that. I'm, no, I'm just, saying, I'm just saying you're giving more credit to Derrick Henry. <laughs> I think he deserves more credit. Mr. Finger Roll himself. <laughs> I just it's wrap it up with Mr. Finger Roll himself. My last thing that I will say is that I felt like your statement, like I said a little like a minute ago, I don't think it's fair to Tannehill to say that. And I don't think that I if if our if we don't make it to the AFC championship this year, I don't think it's Tannehill's fault. That's what I'm gonna say. Okay. I don't think it's Tannehill's fault that we don't make it. We will only be able to settle this debate over the next Six months of the year when we get to watch them play and compete. We'll let Tannehill settle this debate. Tannehill, when you listen <laughs> I to love this, you, Ryan. <laughs> when you listen to this, let it light a fire under you. <laughs> Prove me wrong. Take the next step, baby. Yeah, we actually you, heard Tannehill's a listener. You so we, deserve it. We you earn it. Purpose. You have you have crept into our hearts and our minds, and we believe in you. But you've got to get better. All right, it's time to put the pedal to the metal. And take it to the next level, baby. All right, so that's it. And, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm really excited. Can't wait. Thank you all.